I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the AFL Enjoys podcast. My name is Dean, joined once again by the boys, fellow enjoys of the AFL, James Mata, and a very happy George Fender. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues won, George. You're not happy. No, I want them to lose. Too, <laughs> For the pot. Uh, no, just, I just didn't want them to win, man. I want that first round draft pick. So no, they're kicking nine goals no, in a row. Now we're going to play finals. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, so damn. the ninth and tenth goals in a row coming, you're just like, fuck it. Carlton. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'll get into it in the Carlton section, but yeah, anyway, it, it is what it is. They had to, <laughs> oh, we, we won. We had to win eventually, man. You can't lose like seven games in a row. Like yeah, Just yeah. mathematically, like, yeah, it just had to happen. Get a load of this guy. I'm not happy with the win matter. Look at the arrogance of him. I know, man. I know. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, well, look, before we get into the round review, as usual, we've got a listener question from a good friend of the pod, our boy Nick, who says, what is the best number? In the AFL. Now, I guess that can be interpreted in a few ways. From my point of view, it's what are the famous numbers? I've picked out a few clubs that have a number that was born by a few of their, let's say, club champions. So maybe I'll leave it with you boys first if you've got a few off the bat. Otherwise, I've got a couple prepared. See, this one, numbers are personal for me. And for me, the 29, Mm. it's obvious, you know, the Boomer Harvey represents him. But when I was a kid... I had him as my favorite player, and then my favorite players outside of North Melbourne were also number twenty-nine. You want to, you guys want to have a quick guess? Gary Ablett. Yes. Ooh. And who was the other one? Number twenty-nine from a Perth team. I actually, when I played for Ormond, was number twenty-nine. So, oh, they, hey, they, so, so it, they, they, there you go. My other favorite player was George. Four, four favorite twenty-nine. What was I doing playing in Perth in the junior? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Uh, uh, Matthew Pavlich was also number 29. Oh, true Pav, yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, those guys were, yeah, my f- three favorite players were number 29, so hard to go past that Considering one. it's kind of an ordinary number, like typically you associate like the gun plays with like the, you know, the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, the fives. Yeah. So, actually quite a famous, it is a quite a famous jumper, 29. Mm. Mm. We've now Will Phillips, where's it for us, representing, you know. Next was, in line. Yeah, exactly, man. He was our highest draft pick for ages at that time, so, yeah. Yourself, Georgie? I've always liked the, the lower numbers. I mean, number three to me has always kind of been like the the number one draft pick number. Like if you're a gun, just give them the number three or give them the five. I don't I don't I'm I don't really have like a favorite number or associate, you know, a number with a player or anything like that. But if I was to play, I'd take number six after Cad Simpson, because he's skinny and small like me. So I say, <laughs> I don't know, it just suits me. And it's also the number that I played Futsal in too as well. So. Hey, true, Shout true, out Futsal, man. man. But I, I think when you... like the three games you played at Futsal. <laughs> I think it might have been four. One, uh, one of them I broke my toe. So. <laughs> yeah, but I think you do associate like the, your favorite numbers with the players. Mm-hmm. But typically best numbers, for whatever reason, the lower numbers seem to be the ones that the best players end up getting. You know, the draft picks coming to the mm-hmm. team. I think... Uh, a n- number nine is quite a strong number. If you talk about players like Jack Steele, Cripps, Neil, all wear the number nine at the moment. So 
don't know, maybe there's some power in that. Might have to get steel off your list there, to be honest, mate. Yeah, well, still he historically, he's been all right. Yeah, now true. This year. Freezes, yeah. Fair enough, man. Do you know? Um, so, yeah, obviously 29, like Mata, Boomer was on my jersey growing up. But I had a look at the league, so I did a bit of an internet search before the pod. And I think 35 at the Pies has a good shout. So, the original Peter Dacos. True. And then for a while, after Prestigiacomo, he was handed to the best rookie each year. So, a lot of their good young players have worn that number. And then, obviously... Dacos has just made it his own now, uh, Nick Dacos. So I think that'll go down as a pretty famous number um, throughout the generations. And then some interesting ones here. So number three at the Hawks. Recently, Jordan Lewis wasn't the best player in the premiership teams, but by no means um, a passenger. Like he was a very key cog in their mm. four premierships. Um, but then Lee Matthews wore that as well at the Hawks back in okay. the day. So well, bit yeah, of history num- there. Number three, there you go. Number three, so yep. And then here's an interesting one. 16 at Port. Ollie Wines, Brownlow medalist. Yeah, that's the that's the Treadray number. Treadray, huh? leader in their first premiership um, back in, what was it, 04? Mm. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know your stuff. I know my stuff, mate. I did not prepare at all. Um, so, yeah, I think just a few famous numbers there. I think every team's got a number that a couple of their famous well, I mean, players the, have had. For Carlton, like the number one, you know, the Silvanis or all that. Yep. Um, so Jack wears that now in honor of his father and grandfather. So yeah, you're right. Every club will probably have more famous numbers worn by um, different players. I think someone like an Adam Chera at the moment he's shaved his head like he is Judd, and he's playing, <laughs> playing a bit like Judd too, number five. So true, I don't know. True. Maybe the number does give some power to the player. Hey man, fair enough. Got to mm-hmm. give the number five to a few more players on your team. Maybe fifty-five, <laughs> five hundred and fifty-five. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. No, thanks, Nick, for your question. Keep asking them, everybody. If you've got some, just what's the worst number? Is it fifty Ooh. for Ben Brown? Is fifty the worst number? It is a weird number. It is a weird number. Best player with the worst number, probably. Yeah, because there's guys like young players that have high numbers, but mm. someone that's been a pretty relevant player. That's a pretty horrible one. Yeah, I, don't know. I feel like the ones like thirty nine. You start to get the, those sort of big, ugly numbers. Yeah, you just give him you know whatever, what I mean? whatever is just like the, the yeah. random jersey on the floor. Yeah, yeah take this kid. Is exactly. It, uh, Darcy Wilmot's got, is it 44 now? He's 44. I don't mind 44 as much because it's a double number. He's rising star, Wilmot. He is, yeah. Did he win this week? Yeah. Oh, it's good, man. Friend of the pod, Darcy Wilmot. Yeah, nah, good shout boy. out to Darcy, man. Well what, what number is Zerha? Is he 44? He's 44 as well. That's not that bad of a number. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind 44 too much. There's always some obscure ones that actually, you know. So we like the double high number, but not. But not like 43 or 40. Actually, but I feel like there's been good 43s Kuda. as well. Kudos 43. Hey. Yeah, Kuda I don't know, man. I don't know. Is there any bad numbers? I don't know. I think 50 plus is bad. Yeah. I think like even like Raul and Sam Walsh, both 18, both number one draft picks. Yeah, 18 is a good number. 18 is Wayne I Carey's actually don't. Number. I don't like 18. As Wayne number. Carey was 18. And yeah, that was, he true. was, he was the, the boss back in the day. I know, but it's ugly. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. You haven't seen the king gliding in the air, man. Fair enough. But yeah, no, thanks for the question, Nick. Keep asking them, everybody as well. Just message us on Insta or Twitter or whatever, Mm. uh, Facebook as well, or just DM us like Nick did. So that can work work as well. Slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. Uh, Cool. So into the round, boys. So the power, 11 games in a row. We keep saying it's going to end. How is it still going? But they've done it again, the power. Footy's easy, mate. Just keep winning. Apparently Simple. so. It can't be that hard to be decent at football. And Port Adelaide, they, they know exactly what they're doing, man. Nice callback, exactly. mate. That's, that's it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, nah, they're, they're doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. You know, Houston rocked up. He had a good game. Um, you know, Finlayson's in, in great form. 
They just got a well-balanced team, I think. It doesn't have any obvious weaknesses, does it? Well, they're keeping out their captain as well, Tom Jonas. He hasn't had games. Ryan Burton, another really key player, has missed games as well Mm. due to, you know, just not really fitting in in the team at certain points. Speaking of Houston, just bringing his name up again just reminded me. Another player who was a smaller defender that became a really good midfielder, Rory Led. Do we think Houston can hit another level in the coming years? Or is this sort of well, he's, a good spot for him? He's playing really good football. He's playing and, great football. And um, I think I, I had a look at his kind of where he's playing in the ground. And since round six, he's moved significantly up the field. He's, his mm. backline time is reduced. And he's playing midfield and then mid-forward type of role. So like a real, not necessarily a massive possession game, but like a really heavy inside 50 role high score involvements role and a little bit of midfield time with clearances as well. So he's become like quite an attacking player. And I think he's a little bit underrated in the, in the midfield mix for him, for Port. I agree. I mean, we talk about the young midfield brigade, like obviously it's stars of the comp already, like Rosie, Butters, JHF, still developing, but obviously we know how good he is. Mm. And then Houston's just quietly there, really consistent. Mm. I mean, like I said, they've won 11 in a row. I mean... That doesn't happen just with a few players performing. Well. He's been a key, key factor. Yeah. I think what limits him from getting to that lead level is the fact that they have all those young midfielders in. Mm. Like, he's not going to find that 60% CBA, you know, time that lead gets because, you know, you've got Butters, you've got Horn Francis. Ollie Wines is still a very serviceable mm. serviceable player. He had another good game. Um, he's starting to find his brand low Drew form. as well. It, yeah, Drew's just a work, hard-working type guy in an under-type player. So, will he get to that lead level? Probably not. But they don't really need him. They don't really need him to. Like, yeah, can, exactly he's quite right. versatile, right? Mm. He can play. He can play wing as well, a half forward role like Darcy Burn Jones. Darcy Burn Jones got there. Um, moved to more <laughs> of the half forward line this year and playing like just a team role for the team as well. So mm. yeah, like I just think that you're right. They've got some players that could come in. It's evidence that they've got a lot of depth. I think players have really improved in positions that maybe you didn't expect them. Like even players like Sam Powell, Pepper, never the flashiest player, but over the last couple of years has improved. He like one-armed, I can't remember which player was, just pushed him off the ball, completely kicked a, a massive goal. I love watching him play. He's so fun to watch. See, if he was a bit quicker, he would be probably an elite mid because he's got that strength and he's not afraid to, you know, give it, don't argue, but he's just, he's slow. So he doesn't really, you know, and he can't get he to that. He doesn't have the class, like the kicking class either. Nah, he doesn't. But that doesn't stop him from being a very serviceable player in the forward line, you know, pinch, you know, pinch hitting in the middle a little bit. Reminds um, me of sort of like a Liam Picken in the Western Bulldogs grand final years. Like, smaller guy, tough. He's not small, Pal Pepper. Pal Pepper? He's not small. Yeah, he's not tall. Uh, look, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to search up his height. He, his head's not small. In the he's forward a, line, in the forward line, amongst <laughs> marshals and that, you're not gonna say he's tall. He's he's a smaller forward. Yeah, but Pickin was like less than six foot. Really? All right, like, I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't like. What, was Pickin that short? He was, wasn't he? I don't think he was short. Remember, man, they're man, on, we, they're small on the screen, right, but Matt's in real life, Matt's doing a height check. True, true. Matt's right, right. gonna measure them uh, live on the pod. Uh, I will. I will. Uh, you know, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna find both of their heights. My point was, you every good team needs that. Small forward that's just ferocious and really aggressive. Might not be the star of the show, but I think he contributes a lot to the wins. He's definitely aggressive. I think that, like, I never really rated him much, but I think over the last couple of years, he's, he's become a pretty valuable player to them. Mm. I think we've we've adjusted our expectations of him because when he came in, it was like, oh, look at this young, exciting midfielder. And now we, we didn't, he didn't go to those heights of being like an elite mid, but he's playing a role really well. So yes. because we've readjusted where we see him, um, 
you can, you know, it's it's a lot more positive, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And what about the Cats though? I mean, I was watching the game and I'm thinking, man, the Cats are probably going to be the team to stop their streak now. They looked really motivated. Gary Rowan's clunking marks, kicking a few in the first quarter. And then just the power, second quarter settled things. And then the third, they just went bang and just blew them out of the water. Yeah, I think they kicked seven in a row. They did. I don't know. I think Geelong is lacking a bit of depth now. They won their flag at probably their final time. The final chance they had to win their flag, they won it. Mm. They were the best team last year. They deserved it. But I don't know. I mean, we talk about like who is their good players in their team. Like you look at their midfield and it's really uninspiring. Dangerfield was a bit of a butcher and then got a bit injured and affected them. You can't still rely on like a 33-year-old midfielder. Yeah. And I guess time will tell how these work out, but they did go recruit Jack Bowes and getting lots of packs on the back for that. They recruited Tanner Bruin. They've drafted Jai Clark. Who Do they just put him in? I mean... I was going to say that they weren't really like, you know, celebrated for getting Bose. It was all that pick that they got out of it. Yeah, they tried you know to paint I mean? it. No, but they were painting it like, oh, Bose oh, is going to be a great. Did you see yeah. this text that Dangerfield texted Tom Stewart in round six last year? Oh, look, oh, Bose is a good player. Did you see that? Yeah, no. Nah, Apparently, that, that was something that happened. I reckon it was Photoshopped. Yeah, honest. probably, probably. Um, yeah, no. Nah, look, Jai Clark probably needs to get some more. But time. the Cats have never been a team that has just gifted players games. Like, if you're a first gamer at Carlton, just come in, mate, and play. Geelong, you've got to play in the reserves for like four years to get a spot. Yeah, I feel like they do give give first-year players a run, though. Like, it's... I'm thinking back, like, I feel like they have just random dudes. Maybe it's the mature edge guys that just come in and play straight away. I don't know. I feel like, like there's a bit of a, an apprenticeship. But maybe as their players get older and they, they have to cycle them out, they need a new philosophy. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But look, they, they had their chance of winning, was it in the first half? We're saying that they were up for most first of the quarter. Fans. They jumped them. Yeah, they looked so, really good. So I guess we can't really jump to conclusions because they lost to the best team in the comp, you know, at, in Adelaide as well. So I guess we can't really get to. I think that they'll probably still make finals, but they're definitely not winning the flag this year, and they're not going to be top four. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, well, Chris Scott, he looked stressed, man. He was angry, huh? He was angry. I mean, <laughs> I've been saying, and this is going to sound controversial now, but since he joined the Cats and in his first year won the flag. I was and North had Brad Scott. I was always like, "Oh man, Chris is overrated. He's inherited this team. Anyone could have coached it." And then there was many years in a row where obviously the Cats have been great for a long time. But I was always deep down like, "Yeah, I, I knew I was right. Like they're not going to actually go all the way." And then to be fair, he coached the great year last year, like throwing blitz halves around tactically and a few of the moves he made. I'm like, "All right, man can coach." But then this year again, I'm like, "All oh, right, he hasn't got all the tools at his disposal. And what are they doing? They're tenth at the moment. I don't know. Maybe I was right." Maybe you were, man. They did Maybe recruit for the flag. They got it. I'm sure a lot of coaches could have got that out of them. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. Saying. Maybe. Never know, really. But I, I, yeah. I think um, the one shining light, I think, has been Max Holmes. Like, he's been very good this year. Mm. He's he's probably the, probably their main midfielder now. Like, And he's the young guy that, you know, he, it's yours. This is your midfield. Take take it over. Really. Is that a bit worrisome, though? Because he's no salvage danger. Like, they've had some real guns in there for years. Bartel... Depends how far back you want to go. Like, I don't know if he's going to hit that level. Probably if he's your, not. If he's, probably not but he's still young and, you know, he's playing pretty good football. So, okay. You yeah, know, good shout out for uh, Maxi Holmes, man. Yeah. He's uh, very much loved in the uh, Geelong um, fan base, from what I've heard. So, yeah. I've, I've got a stat for you guys. This yeah. is a credit to the round so far, but he, the Cats have conceded 100 points five times in the last 13 matches, right? Before that, it took them. 103 games to concede 100 points. Whoa. Uh, 
no, sorry, the five, five, five and a hundred. Yeah, five and a hundred. I butchered that a bit, but you know what? That just shows the difference over the last five seasons compared to where they are defensively now. They've conceded a hundred points five times this year. Before to get five times conceded a hundred points, it's taken a hundred three games. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, no. So that, that, to me, that says end of the era. Yeah, finally. I think it is a bit of the yeah, end of the era. They haven't had a settled defense because people have been in and out. Tom Stewart's missed some time. Uh, De Koning's missed some time. Radigalier's missed some time. That doesn't help, but um, yeah, no, nah, it's kind of damning. Um, I'm, it's funny. I'm looking at their team because I just wanted to see if they had any injuries. Right, Paddy Dangerfield for some reason his back pocket in the game, the Geelong versus Port game. Look at this. Is that where it was named or is what? I don't know. But they've just got him in the back pocket there. That just looks so weird. Career <laughs> What's change. he doing there, man? Get out of there. <laughs> Career change. Yeah, that's no, it, that, that He's following Horn Francis, mate. That's Maybe. That yeah, that's my, that must be what Learn, I was. Learning how to play footy. Can that's, I say a little uh, <laughs> weekly Dean trade bomb as well? That just popped in my head right now. Okay. I've been right. meaning to say it, but it never came up in the okay. right moment. But you mentioned Rada Galea, yeah? Moved to defense all of a sudden. Now... This guy for me, I mean, he was groomed as a forward. Okay, forward ruck. I can see the ruck bit. He's pretty athletic. And now I'm thinking, all right, he's a defender now. Okay. And coincidentally, he's been the subject of trade rumors the last few years. And teams weren't like bidding a lot for him. Port were going for him. Pretty hard. Last but, year, but Cats obviously weren't impressed with what they were getting in return. So they didn't do it. Now, tell me what you think. But him playing in defense now, I think his value has gone up this year, right? Would you agree? Yeah. I think he's late first, early second round pick at, not, at like the minimum in my eyes for a key defender like that. Well, that's the trade bomb. I reckon, call it now, Radigalia gone at the end of the year. They're going to cash in on the value. They've like fit him like a like an animal at the moment, like fatten him up and sell him. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I, don't mi- I don't mind the strategy, man. Yeah. It's a good strategy to be fair, but mm. I can't see a world where they keep him and pay him what he's going to get paid somewhere else probably. So. Hmm. That, that's an interesting thought. Is he like, out of contract? I think he either is or he's next year, one of those ones. Mm. Like so the pre-agents, as Cal Toomey calls them. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, man, North, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit shaky on our key defending stocks at the moment, so I wouldn't mind him, you know. Interesting. Popping yeah. in, you know. I thought I'd put it out there, you know. I like it. I like it. Um, also, did you end up getting the heights of Pal Pepper and Pickin or was... Uh, it was 184 Pickin and 187 Pal Pepper. Right, so you, so you stopped that... me in my tracks over three centimeters. Look, wow. <laughs> look, you know what? The, the thing is with it is that Pal Pepper looks way taller, bro. He looks way taller. And Pickin has this little kid looking... This little kid looking dude. You know what I mean? Like, so... I don't Fair know. Enough. Well, they're actually both tiny, man. I'm taller than them. Oh, yeah. yeah. George, I'm you. George is huge. Oh, you Wait, did you say 182? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I'm way smaller. Than I was going to say. <laughs> say what about 184? 184. People in the pod don't know how tall I am. Yeah, true. Wait, I'm George 190. George is 195, man. Um, George got that bond high, 194. Man. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They look small on the screen, man, but they're massive in real life. Yeah, no, nah, fair call, fair call. Nah, that was that was my L. I'll, I'll take an L on that one. They were they're <laughs> physically not that different. I wasn't going to let you forget it because you were going quiet for a bit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> good, good on you. Good on you for calling me out. I appreciate that. Good mates to do that. So That's it, man. Um, okay, let's move on to the next game, boys. So the Lions, in the end, got the job done against the Swans. It was a bit in the balance there for a while. I'll tell you what, if Chris Scott looks stressed, John Longmire, <laughs> this guy, he needs a therapist, mate. He, the Swans are in the bottom four right now. They're fourth last. Yeah. What on earth is going on? Retooling. Retooling while they've got all these injuries. Oh, I don't accept this. I'm sorry. Like I've said it last week. I don't accept this retooling from a team that won the grand final with an up-and-coming young team. 
Imagine know, getting man. imagine getting another one, but the thing is they they, you know they I mean? just can't score. Their forward line is absolute shambles, mate. I reckon they had a period in the second quarter, it might have been the second quarter, um, where they had like ten inside fifties in a row and it just that was just defended and moved out, and then they gave away a fifty meter free kick and it resulted in the Lions goal. Just well, bomb it in, comes out. Bomb it in, comes out. Bomb it in, comes out. It's just like they just cannot score. They just have no chemistry forward line, which is a lot of teams have that problem. You know, Frio has that had that problem. Carlton has that problem. There's teams that have that problem, but that doesn't matter how many times they win the ball, put it in there. It just comes right out. I can see where you're coming from as well, but from my point of view, this is against Brisbane, right? So I'm not overly criticizing this game. In the end, it was what like a 20 odd point loss to the Lions at the Gabba, a 16 point loss. So fair enough, but. Again, they're fourth last. Like, this is a very prolonged issue that I did not see coming for them. Like, they were playing some beautiful football last year, like quick movement, mm. easy goals for Heaney and the like. Like, what's going on this year, man? It's it's really crazy. The season's to go from done. Top four to bottom four with a young team. It yeah, is no, done. It is done. It is done. Kind of done. I think, yeah, injuries obviously have been a, an issue. Like, McCartan, he was a key, key player for them last year, and he's gone for this season. Um, Buddy, obviously, more steps back. Reed hasn't been playing. I feel like we've said this every episode the last like two months. Like they don't have key positions that are good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Look, this might be a blessing in disguise for them because if they weren't ready to you know compete again this year, getting another high end pick. That is what they did a few years ago, where they were just really bad, got a few high end picks, and then just went bang up the ladder again. So yeah. And it, it it wouldn't surprise me if they do it again because they've still got like an immense amount of talent and a lot of good kicks as well in that team. Mm. Like you go Jake Lloyd, Blakey, Braden Campbell. There's so many good kicks. They'll write Goulden, right? Probably the best of the lot. They'll, they'll Dylan find Stevens. Their, Dylan Stevens, exactly. They, they'll they'll make their way back, but it's weird. Mm. It's weird. And I think probably the biggest thing that they need is a consistent ruckman because Hickey's not it. No. He's not it, man. He's he's injury prone. His hair's too long. He just he can't. <laughs> he just they need they need a consistent figure, and I don't know who that is. Maybe they ring up GWS and be like, "Hey, what do you want for Briggs?" Maybe it's Tom DeConning, mate. Ma- Sean Darcy, maybe as well. No, I like that. Actually, Sean Darcy. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's Sean Darcy. But like, I actually like the the Conan call because they've got they always seem to have like a million to spare. Sydney, like, and, and he's blonde, and he's and blonde. He's, he's per- perfect for the team, mate. Yeah, yeah. Perfect for the team. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah, but no, I think that's that's been an issue for them as well. Um, th- that doesn't help when you you can't get it out of the guts. Um, yeah, it is concerning though as well. I mean, as a North fan, Matzo, you would know as well. Like when you're at the bottom, it feels like it's so hard to get out. And when you're at the top, you just feel like you're in the window, right? You need to go for it. And to be in the window, literally last year, they were in the grand final. You can't... I mean, I do believe as well they'll bounce back at some point in the next couple of months or year, but you can't take it for granted being a good team, man. It's too hard. Was it not premature that they were in the grand final, though? You could say I, I, so, yeah. yeah. You could like, say so. Apart from Luke Parker and Lance, who are really old, they didn't have that many old guys off the top of my head. Jake Lloyd, a bit older, but he's not. A, he doesn't play in a position that relies on athleticism or anything. Depends, like, though. I mean, Papley, Heaney... Heaney's still young. Rampy. Rampy's old. So those are probably the older guys. But like there's a like there's a lot of young dudes who were probably playing above what they could do. Like, you know, random dudes like Wicks playing well and just that's I think, not, I think Warner overperformed last year compared to what he's doing this year. Yeah. Goulden got better. 
Yeah, but I think it's a very young list. So I think they overperformed last year. Similar to Fremantle, how they overperformed last year. Now mm. it's really disappointing. I reckon it's something else to do with that, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I have to agree because I can't believe that they're just not a good team anymore and they won't be. Like, I, I do agree. They'll bounce back, but it's just, yeah. Must be annoying for their fans. Like you get whacked in a grand final, you expect to bounce back, get some revenge, and they've just been woeful. Like, yeah, it'd be a tough time. It to would be, be eh? to yeah. be a Swans fan. I, I didn't think of it from that perspective, actually. Yeah, that that would suck. Mm. Um, what about the Lions, though? I mean, another win at the Gabba. We're not too surprised. Mm. They're good players. I mean, Cameron had an indifferent game, if I'm not uh, mistaken. I think things just weren't really working his way if I just do a stat check. Yeah, seven yeah. touches. He didn't play well at all, but I mean, the rest of them seemed to do the job. Oh, Lockie, Neal and Dunkley. Yeah. Crazy, man. Even yeah. Ashcroft had like eight clearances, nine clearances. Even mm. better. Like the kid's a monster. Mm. And they debuted Jasper Fletcher as well. He looks great. Yeah. Keep the great running goal. Mm. So, I mean, they've got some nice talent coming through as well. Father Son's pretty mm. lucky. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The Dunkley and Neil were just animals. And McInerney was was massive as well. So they just yeah. cleaned him out. He made Hickey look really bad. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. why I'm really going down, <laughs> going, going in on Hickey. But um, another thing I've realized there, it was 13 goals, 19 to 12 goals, 9. So that scoreboard was probably not really mm. indicative of, you know, how much, how well Brisbane played. So I think, yeah, Brizzy, they, they should be feeling pretty comfortable. It's a fair call. Going um, into the rest of the rounds. Did you guys see as well um, in the week leading up to this game, Daniel Rich and Jack Gunston basically withdrawing themselves from selection? Like, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, considering especially Gunston, like, I mean, Rich has been part of their rebuilds and, you know, finally seemed like he was a key part of their success moving forward. But Gunston, they recruited to help the flag push. That's a crazy one. I, to be honest, I kind of like it to be honest with you like it's just like these guys have been honest with themselves they've looked themselves in the mirror and been like look i need to you know get back into you know some better form somehow um apparently they're going to give them a training block you know for them to prime themselves like it might be like a little a mini preseason type thing where they just get their bodies ready for the rest of the season i don't think it's a bad idea to be honest with you does that mean that they weren't going to get dropped <laughs> Unless they said something. See, well, that's that's, that's an interesting call because that's the like, weird part. Yeah. Like, why should they even need to put their hand up? Do you reckon mm. Fagan had that team selection meeting with them? It's sort of like if you're about to get fired and you just quit instead. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> it'll be better maybe. if you tell me that you don't want to play, we'll so that I don't tell media, you that yeah. you're not going to play. Maybe, maybe. I like, don't think so. Pro- yeah, probably not. But like, look. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Um, yeah, no, I, I I like it from them to be honest with you, but I don't know. Ho- hopefully, they can come back and play some good footy because especially Rich, he's a he's kind of a fun guy to watch. Wouldn't it be know? funny if it starts like a trend in the AFL where it's like, sorry, coach, I'm not up to it. <laughs> <laughs> got like six fit players or something like that because yeah. everyone's in Bali with Dugowie. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Dugowie <laughs> would do it every like three or four weeks. Like, oh nah, man, I'm just, I'm really not in good form. So you just had 35 disposals, mate. Well, yeah, it could have been 40. <laughs> it could have been 40. <laughs> uh, I went two goals, three, man. It just wasn't, you know. It's an especially interesting call though, as well, because they are in the top four. It's not like they're underperforming. Like, a, I'm sure a bunch of those guys on Sydney could be like, you know what, coach, get me out. <laughs> yeah, true. true. It's kind of, I don't know. Is it, would you call it selfless from someone like Rich, like potentially giving up his spot in a grand final side? Yes, it is very I selfless. I don't think that they're going to be in the grand final anyway, so it doesn't matter. Rich, you're fine. 
Hmm. Take it easy, bro. I don't think they're. I think they're a chance for the final. I think Personal. what it is with the Lions, like they can only have one guy on the team that looks like a lion, and it was Rich for a while, and now it's Ashcroft. Like you can't have two. That must be it. That must be <laughs> it, man. Solved it. That's it. There you go. Solved the solved the uh, MythBusters over here. That's actually, it, man. That's it. At uh, AFL enjoys. <laughs> <laughs> He um, does look like a lion, man. He does, bro. Yeah, when hey, when he's old enough to grow a beard, he will look like a lion. Do you reckon he gets down on all fours and just goes, raw? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he does, man. Oh, my God. He better. <laughs> when he's feeling himself. Uh, that, that, was, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> wild that. like a lion, man. Uh, <laughs> probably, this, you're on fire, bro. You're I could have committed to that a bit more. I said, nah. <sighs> this is Jeez. recorded. Uh, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Do we start the episode again or? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're too deep. Too deep. Uh, okay, so the next game, Giants <laughs> embarrassed the Dockers. Now, the Dockers were on a turnaround of form, so I think we can all agree. But they just didn't turn up, man. They did not turn up. But you could actually see that they just didn't want to be there. I don't think I've seen a team not want to be there as much as yeah. this one here. Like, they might as well have just been Rich and Gunston. Fucking playing in that team. <laughs> might, team. Have to, might have to bleep that one out. Oh my goodness. Bro, they, they were walking around. They didn't man up anyone. It was actually deplorable. It like was I was angry for Frio fans. <laughs> like you could if you watch that, you're like, what is this shit? Like it was pathetic, <laughs> man. That was bad. That was really was bad. The Giants made them look like they were just toddlers, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't actually believe how bad they played. Man, I thought they already had the bye and then I'm like, oh no, Freya must be on the bye this week. It's crazy stuff, man. No, no, man. GWS, man. Shout out, shout out to Josh Kelly, man. He comes back yeah. with a bang, man. He's a monster. Mm. Uh, he probably knew, look, I got a week off coming. I'm, let's, you know, let's just uh, <laughs> have a good one and have a rest for another couple of weeks. Oof. But the broadcast was saying that it's uh, he's amazing football and mm. still kind of underrated for some reason. I just because he because he doesn't play in Victoria. Yeah. And also he's never he doesn't have a consistent run at it. You know, you've got him in your supercoach team for a while and then he gets injured and yeah. then you've got to trade him out and then he does and then this. You, and then you, <laughs> if you just put him on the bench for two weeks, then you would be happy. But you always trade him. You always trade exactly. Him. Yeah, no, yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> After round one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, at least I had a nice little run with him. But um That's true. Yeah, but I wasn't gonna say like the broadcasters were blaming like Sean Darcy not being there. Like, oh, they're really missing Darcy. Luke, mate, they're Luke missing, Jackson had a good game, though. They're missing a lot right. more than just Darcy, mate. They're missing their Mialo in Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Mialo. Their, their brain. Their brain in Greek. Oh, they completely um. lost it. Um, but you know what? Let's take nothing away from the Giants because we've said all year, these guys, they're not a bad team, but they're not a good team. Like, they can play really well when you don't expect it, and then they can just not turn up. Well, you reminded us that they're the ones that lost to West Coast. Yes. <laughs> they lost to West Coast. They lost to West Coast. How? That's How do you crazy. lose to West Coast? Oh, I don't know. But it, they did. It's because they didn't have Kieran Briggs in the team. True. And now that they got Briggsy, mate. Well, they've worked something out, I think, with putting Himmelberg back. Not that he had the best game, but Riccardi stepped up in the forward line. Mm. That guy's good, man. And then Toby Green, of course, you know. He's amazing. What a player. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting how he's gone from a midfielder when he was, you know, in his rookie year and even I think his second year. But he's pretty much a, almost a full-time forward now. And he just changes the game like no one else can, in my opinion. Mm. I'm curious to see if he played his junior footy in the forward line or as a midfielder. But regardless, like that's so selfless of him to play in that position. You know, we think of him as this, you know, a yeah. bit of an arrogant type dude. But like, look, this dude's being like the ultimate professional and playing in the forward line. Because, you know, a lot of players get told to do it, but they just never... They, they can't never, play that. It's a hard role to play. Yeah. It reminds me of like Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray could have been a great midfielder, but he settled in that small forward role and played it 
to perfection. Mm. And Green's the same. Mm. So even someone like Zach Butters, for example, he played that role really well, was an All-Australian. You know what I mean? Now they've decided, all right, let's play him in the guts. But Good decision. It's a great decision. But, you know, it's a, it's a tough role to play. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Giants are only a win out of the eight now. I will talk about it a bit later. But that sort of fifth to 13th spot on the ladder is really interesting. And they're one of them. I mean, if we're saying Geelong's a chance at the eight and Richmond and, you know, potentially even Frio, I'm not going to say Carlton. But, you know, there's a bunch of teams there that you can make an argument for. Is it crazy to think that they can put together a few more consistent games and actually push for the eight? I'd like to see it. I mean, they they played in that kind of that wave football. I think they called it the, the orange tsunami way of playing football. But it was very like overlappy, very fast. But they were versing traffic cones, so I don't know how much to make out of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at their run. It's like Melbourne, which is obviously a tough game, and then the Hawks, which should win that. But then it goes to another tough game. Adelaide in Adelaide. Um, Suns they, at home, they should win that. And then the Bulldogs at Marvel. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's they're going to have to step it up. Yeah, that, They're they, going to have to earn it. Any team that makes the eight this year is going to have to earn it. Yeah. And I think they're capable because they have a midfield that can match it with anyone. Like Kelly, Cogs, Tom Green. And now, and now they've got a good ruck as well. Yeah, a good ruck. The defense with Himmelberg's back there. Haynes, if he can stay fit. Like there's some guys that we Sam know. Taylor Sam Taylor. Well. Taylor. We know that they're good players. Like their forward line, you know, Toby Green's a game changer. Bedford's a good player. If Riccardi can be consistent, like there's talent everywhere on that team. Flowers for Bedford, man. He's been very good as He's a fresh forward. Yeah, yeah, man. I like him a lot. I keep thinking it's Taranto out there. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> when I see 14, I'm like, Taranto? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, fair enough. Well, you know what? Speaking of Taranto, let's move on to that next game because this guy, Timmy Taranto, I'm going to say, we, I don't think we've said it enough this year. Flowers for this guy, mate. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's been a monster. He consistently gets over 30 touches, a bunch of tackles, a goal or two. Yeah, like he's, he's kicking goals. He's kicking goals, man. Especially in the wet. Did you see that one in the last quarter? The inside out banana sort of running towards the center from about 40 out. And he's bananaed in the wet. Mm. And it went in to seal the game. It was incredible. Yeah, goal scoring mid now. Oh. All of a sudden. Like he... He's like I, I did a little bit of research on him earlier. He has scored his career high in goals, yet he's playing in the midfield. There was a time where he was playing forward and he that, didn't kick this amount true. of goals. That's true. So th- he's become a, a dynamic mid, you know. And is he top five mids? Top, he's top ten at least on current form. I'd say top five. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Form wise, top five. He was in all of our old Australian teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably was he? Was he in mine? Mm. Yeah, I had him. You might have I'd, left him out. Yeah, because I, I was a bit stringent on like, you got to be a top eight team. I was I went like the actual, like I tried to make it like the, the AA, <laughs> the typical AA selectors only picking Collingwood and Geelong. Well, you players. know what? Come the end of the year, yeah. speaking of the eight earlier. Richmond, Tigers, Richmond, yeah. The, they're ninth in their comfortable ninth again. They're 10, man. They're back home. Um, I think they can do it. Yeah. They're good players. Are, like they're back in form. And even like you talk about Cochin, you know, he had like the game of his life after, you know, it was 300th, wasn't it, Cochin? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Trent Cochin. That's Friend it. Of the pod. So, you know, he wound back the clock a bit. Dustin Martin played well. But like Vlostrum was good. Jaden Short. Man, the guys, Jaden Short, just oh. give it to him outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> like how, how simple does he make football look? I said to you, messaging. Five goals in two weeks straight, right, from 60 meters. 
Alpha we'll, step. He's got a cannon, mate. We were messaging each other during the game and I asked you the question, has there been a smaller player that can kick further than him? I, d- I don't think so, man. not too many. Do so. it, man. Uh, Shannon Hearn taller than him? Shannon, yeah, I would say bit. so. But how tall is Jaden Short? Because you can't tell how tall this guy is. Yeah, no, nah, he doesn't. Despite like, his he's, name. He's, I was going to say his name would suggest that 180. He says 178. Oh, he's short. He's he's Jaden short. Jaden is short. Yeah, he's short. He's my height. I'm not short. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the in AF, but could you imagine Dino kicking 65 meters? Mate, in my sleep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, in your sleep dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, not, true. Real up, you're about 35, surely. Nah, to be honest, 40. I can go 40. <laughs> he's, happy, he's happy about that I think honestly I think we've got to do a, Like a little uh, Like kicking challenge yeah. So you can kick the furthest If the man at the mark's on 30 I can kick 40 Like I'll go 10 metres behind Comfortably mm. But if the man on the mark's at 40 I'm not kicking that No way oh, Fair enough uh, we'll, we'll get like the What's it called You know that little that yeah, yeah, you're the, Rolling <laughs> You probably have them at work That you can you know. Oh, We don't use that The Newsflash That's not used in construction anymore bro. Really? The rolly rolly The roll thing The one that goes that's in PE that class thing? only, bro. <laughs> really? No, nah, we'll fight. We'll That's fight. one of those useless things that like you only use in school. Like you know how like in PE you played like lacrosse and shit. Yeah, who, who plays lacrosse? You never bro. played AFL, but you play like croquet. Yeah, that's one of those <laughs> yeah. things. I feel that. I feel that. Like handball. I mean, we played handball at once. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, it was fantastic. <laughs> handball is like legit. Like that. Shout out to handball. There, flowers for handball. You guys ever play a bit of cheeky field hockey as well? Field no. hockey. I'm low key alright at field hockey. Anyone that was at school with me knows. Mate. Jeez, Dino with the field hockey. I'm okay, I'm all so right. what's what's field hockey? Like, is that different from regular hockey? It's just not ice hockey. It's the field regular hockey. Ice oh, oh, hockey. It's hockey. It's hockey. Oh, you might have got mistaken between ice hockey and regular <laughs> hockey. You got to break it down, boys. <laughs> Thank you, but not needed. <laughs> just bring I was pretty bad at hockey, man. Yeah, nah, no, nah, not my vibe either. But nah, handball though. Handball for me. Hockey for you. Well, what's your abs- Obscure sport that you're good Lacro- at. You already said lacrosse already. No, I was not bad at soft cross, but I uh, th- <laughs> threw the ball into someone's head when I was, and it kind of scared me. Table tennis. <laughs> oh, you're right. Hey, table tennis skills. Okay. That, hey, I'm down for a little table tennis session. I'm not going to lie to you. set one up. Someone, someone get a table, man. Someone right. get, yeah, actually, it is. There we go. All right, next week. Next, <laughs> next week is, that's next week. Next week's episode is a table tennis tournament. On this just, little coffee table. Yeah, I just need a little net. That's <laughs> too bad. Oh jeez, I completely lost where we were. Um, what were we talking uh, about? We're talking about Richmond. Richmond. Oh no, we're talking about Jaden Short. Jaden Short. So, yeah, yeah. He can roost it. We'll give him so that. honestly, yeah, he's got to be the shortest player that can kick so far. Like, effortless kicks from sixty. Like this Mate, guy's and, unreal. But the thing is, it doesn't even look like missing. No, he's very confident hitting them right now. But I, I reckon the game plan just give it to Jaden Short. Don't even worry about forward structure. Mm. You don't need it. <laughs> don't even have forwards. But why just, not? Yeah, no, seriously. Well, what happens if you had a team with just half backs that just ran to 60 meters and then kicked it? Look, instead of having six forwards, right? You have three people on each side shepherding yeah. for Jaden Short. <laughs> well, Who proven, says you can't do that? He's proven that he's capable. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I, I'd feel comfortable as a Richmond fan seeing him running behind someone that's just marked it from 50 every day of the week. Mm, absolutely. Um, I mean, Dusty as well. He's. He's probably got a pretty long bomb on him as well. 35 touches for him, back to his best. Mm. Yeah, no, um, he was massive. Three behinds as well. I mean, he so could have easily... Could've, he could have yeah. really had a game. Yes. But yeah, he, he kept it modest. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he's a really modest guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to like shit on Jack Steele? I actually wrote here, missing Jack Steele. Yeah, so, where's, where's, yeah. He at? where's he at, man? No, like, look, I just have one thing to say, right? Like this guy here, this game was up for the win. You're trying to make the eight. 
Richmond's veterans all stood up. All their best players, Cochin, uh, you know, Martin, we just said, even guys like Short, who's been around a little while now. Everyone you'd expect for them to have a good game did, in key moments especially. Taranto snapping that goal in the last quarter. Jack Steele was nowhere to be seen this yeah. entire game and it's there's not a lot in it and they're trying to make the finals this guy it's crazy actually that they're doing so well with him playing so poorly to be fair is his heart not in it like what's going on there well they're saying oh. he's injured is he not injured no he's fine I think he was in he was under injury cloud to play this game but you know Ross Lyon said he's not injured but the coach will always probably say that <sighs> They don't want to. They don't want to reveal any. You know, it's it's kind yeah, of like the, the it's kind of the Crips treatment when he's playing well. Everyone thinks he's injured, and the coach is like he's not injured. And Jack Steele comes out and says, "I'm fully fit." But just, I don't know. But surely, I mean, from my point of view, they've got to be thinking September right now. Like, if Jack Steele needs to take two weeks off to get his body right, surely you trust the rest of your team. He's playing pretty well to just carry for two weeks, put Sinclair in the guts a little bit more than you might want to. That stretches my super coach theme so much. I don't think Ross Lyon cares, mate. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know he doesn't. He definitely doesn't care. But geez, like there's gotta be a solution here, boys. I mean, you can't have your captain playing this poorly for so long when you're trying to make the finals. It will not end well. And he doesn't have the physicality. He's not tackling either. Like Mm. like fine, don't get the ball, but tackle. That's like the main thing he does. Especially in the wet weather game, man. Previous years still should have been his game. He would have looked at this like rubbing his hands together, like, yes, this is my game. And he just didn't show up. Yeah. And it is weird because not only is he not playing well, and like he was always a good player, and not just a good player, he was elite. I reckon he was top three mids at one stage, what, two years ago? Like, we're talking like high end, high quality player, S tier, some might say. But he's just, he's dropped off, man. It's crazy, man. Um, did you guys see in the beginning of the game, um, is it Max King for the Saints? Yeah. Yeah, Max King and uh, Noah Bolter get into it a bit. Did you yeah, guys see that? Yeah. I mean, he took a mark right in front of his face and shoved it in his face. But yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it from the young key forward. I mean, shows a bit of arrogance. But the thing confidence. is, he had a shot later to get them close to the win, if not in front, and he mucked it up. Mm-hmm. And a couple of Saints had those opportunities and kicked it out in the full or things. So... Yeah, I they didn't take their chances. Mm. All for trash talk, but you got to back it up, right? Hundred percent. But I like the confidence to even have it in the first place. Like nothing There's a beats. Swagger. There was a swagger. Yeah, you take a big contested mark and then just give your key back a bit of shit. Oh, I like that. To be honest, got to be careful these days. They might reverse it just by looking at the opponent. <sighs> True, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at the next game and I'm itching to hear what Georgie has to say about his disappointment. Oh, the, win. the baggers are making the finals, the bags, baby. They're making the finals, mate. Why are you upset today? Didn't your papu say that Carlton's back making the grand final? Mate, he just rang me and he said, Carlton's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. No, I, ne- I needed some explanations here, Georgie. Come on, man. Ugh. What's going on, man? What's it th- I want them to lose because I- I'll tell you why you want them to lose. <laughs> you did not. Don't lie. No, I, I actually wanted them to lose. I promise you. That's- and the reason is because if they lost, they'd have no option. Like they can't hide from it. They have no option but to make changes and to go, shit, no, this is this is real. We can't hide anymore. Let's make a plan. I didn't want one of those crummy wins that they just scrape over the line and put the bandage over it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, we've got the win. And the thing I hate is like the whole idea, now finals are back on the agenda. <laughs> you just lost six <laughs> games in a row. And you beat Gold Coast at the MCG and suddenly finals are back. Like I hate that talk. So I wanted to avoid it. Yeah, fair enough. Season would be completely over if we lost and we could just focus on youth and draft picks. Mm. 
Mm. Now suddenly they're going to win. I bet you they'll win the, against the Hawks. And then they'll come up against Freer in, in up, up the stadium and get absolutely slaughtered because that's what Carlton does. So mm. whatever. But what I was saying is, all right, fine. Once we started – and the first quarter I was like, wow, these guys actually – I I fully expected Carlton to win this game. My personal tip was a very confident Carlton. It just had to happen. And, you know, we've got Nick Newman back and he's not like a big name, right? But he's pretty important to Carlton's structure and he released his side a bit. And, um, you know, Pinay comes back in, had the worst game of his life. But usually when he plays, we play better. And David Cunningham, a bit of new look. I just, it just felt right. Like I just thought we we're going to win, right? And after the first quarter, I'm like, wow, we're not. <laughs> and then the second quarter happened and we played like, we, like we've played at the start of last year with that just take it out of the midfield, kick goal, do it again, do it again, do it again. Kick like seven goals in a row. Kick like seven goals in seven minutes, something crazy. Mm. And it ended up being like a record of how many goals scored from clearances, like ever. Whoa. Like some ridiculous stat, like eight goals too from center bounce clearances. Who would have thought with someone like Wits in the ruck who would you know you'd think would help out you know get his team a couple of clearances that you guys would dominate that much yeah, it was, from them? It's pretty wild. So like once we start dominating, we're like all right, fine. If you're gonna win, win, and mm-hmm. prove that you can still play the type of football. And because they won in such a dominating fashion out of the midfield, where Cripps has been under, you know, like what's happening to him, similar to Jack Steele, Walsh has been getting the ball but not really impacting. Um, Kennedy was back on the ball and really showed what he's got, and you kind of reminded what Carlton's is capable of. And then I reckon that probably they probably take some confidence from that. So we'll see what happens. I'll tell you what, yeah, what you said before watching that first quarter, I was watching it as well, and I'm thinking, oh boy, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now nah, credit to the Blues. I mean, I think personally as well, Gold Coast just doesn't have the mentality to punish you i mean they they were well on top and, and could have been a few more goals ahead and then carlton it's like something just switched you won a few center clearances a few easy marks few easy goals bang 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 and then all of a sudden you end the game really from there out i mean you kind of just manage the game yeah did the carlton special just have Look, one they, huge quarter still but elements were like they they still kicked it inside 50 poorly to the not not to advantage of forwards but it was just such domination from the midfield like walsh streamed out of the midfield like five times Mm. and deliver it inside 50. You can't stop that. I see your concern as well. I mean, would it be good for Carlton to take a slight step back and just reshuffle? I don't want to finish 10th, man. But like, I think that's what you're gunning for finals and I think naturally you will end up somewhere there. Yeah. To be honest. Right. So, Would you, you not rather finish 4th last than 10th? But what does that look like at this point of the season? Like, what do you do to ensure you... Not ensure you don't win, but like... You're going to keep trying. You do have a decent team. It's not like you have youngsters that are ready to just throw in at the expense of experienced players. Like, who's going to play? It's like, it's a weird thing because in the NBA, they literally just be like, all right, you're not playing for the season. You're injured, you're injured, you're injured. But it's easy to do because there's less players on the field. Yeah, You know what I mean? So, I don't know. If, can you do that in the AFL in a way that's acceptable? Like, Melbourne got fined for this. And which you know player what I mean? would like, want to do it? Like, the NBA yeah. has... They don't really count games played, really. I mean, there's an 82-game mm. season. If they play 60, no one cares. But yeah. in the AFL, I mean, players care about how many games they play at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I think if I'm fit, I want to play 22 games. Yeah. I, like, I think... Maybe... I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Do players care about game count? I reckon and they do. I think they get, paid, they get paid per game. You sure? Yeah, yeah it's match payments. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. There yeah, you so if you've got a big contract, but you're not playing, I don't think you get that money. That's interesting, that. 
Yeah, I definitely want to play. So yeah. I think you're kind of stuck, man. It's too late in the season to do anything well, about it. I think they proved that they're not a bottom four team. In terms of they what shouldn't they, can, be. they yeah. shouldn't be, right? Shouldn't if be. you can torch Gold Coast, who have been playing good football like that, well, then you're hi- you're higher up on the ladder. You're, I don't know where you are, but you're higher up on the ladder. So, yeah, I reckon they'll resurrect the season a little bit now from this, but uh, they're not going to play finals, and it's just going to be a nothing season. I, the last thing I want is Ed Kerner to play. Last mm. thing I like, I want Dow to get an opportunity in the midfield. But what's interesting is the Blues have kind of changed the, their team structure a little bit over. The from from the start of the season to now, you got players like Chin Cotter who's got a permanent spot. Mm. Jordan Boyd has got a permanent spot because they got more pace. David Cunningham's come in after two years. He's going to play if he's not injured. He's going to play. Um, Fogarty got a game finally from Mola. Yeah, Mollock. yeah, man, I forgot about him. Man. So they're just they're, cha- they're they're changing, you know, slowly, slowly. I think definitely uh, O'Brien won't get another game for the season. Um, uh, Cottrell just got suspended, so I think Jackson Bins will get his debut. Um, who was a uh, a draft pick from last year? Um, who's another winger? So, like, I think that they're, they're starting to put a little bit more pace into the team, and I think they're starting to settle on some younger kids and just making some decisions on some players that are not going to make it. Like Brody Kemp is getting a spot now and playing good footy. Mm. Um, you know what's happening to Marchbank? You know he's probably just going to get moved on. Like you know some of these players. You kind of just have to make a decision on. Jack Martin is playing at the moment and adding something, but if he gets injured one more time this season, I think you just got to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know. They're, I think they're just trying to work out what their best team looks like, and then it should be pretty obvious to the coaching staff what they need to recruit in the off season. I think. I want to say one little thing. You mentioned Dow earlier. I saw something on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it was. But in the twenty-five minutes he played, was he was a sub this week? Yeah. yeah. So twenty-five minutes he played, eight touches. So four score involvements, five inside fifties, uh, an intercept and a clearance. Like that's some, that's some a really you know potent twenty five minutes that he's gone and you know put out there. So I just yeah. like what's the point of having him as a sub? He's not a sub. Mm. Like he's not a sub player. A sub player would be like someone like Jack Silvani. I reckon would be a sub player because he's versatile. Could play rock if he really has to. Mm. Forward back line. You know that's that's a sub type of player. Down was just an extra midfielder as a sub. Like, what's the point? Yeah, it's, it is a bit odd it's because weird. then it just it, it throws out the balance of the team yeah. if you're not subbing out another mid. So yeah, it's a bit bit weird, but yeah, it's interesting. I like what you said about playing a few of those other younger guys, though, because ultimately, if you can end the season at least with, with some positivity and a few kids, you look at like, okay, they might have a future. Then you can be really specific about who you cut who you recruit, yeah, and then actually maybe take a genuine step forward next year, well, not like I, a half step. Yeah, I think so. And the, the interesting thing about these type, these type of players is Chincotta's not some super talented player, but what he offers is some burst and some kind of real direction, just you know, gunning it. Mm. So like he's playing and then someone like uh, Young has been cut. from. So Young looked like quite a talented player and he's really bested some of his opponents. But what we realise is you can't have Young and Wiedering because they're both that kind of immobile player. Mm. So you're potentially sacrificing a talented player for a player that's not as talented but fits the role better. Mm. So I think they're just working out what their structure is. And sometimes you can have a player that's not as good but plays that role better and your team ends up looking better. So I think they're doing that with some some positions at the moment. Mm. Interesting stuff, man. Well, I think um, it's interesting you guys moving to some young guys and playing some better footy. 
And I'm thinking the next game, kind of the same thing for us. Really Absolutely, is, mate. Yeah, North Melbourne. Um, we ended up with the L against the, the Bulldogs who, you know, well, actually against Bont, to be honest, <laughs> and Waitman, um, apparently. Far so, Bont. Yeah. Far I'll tell you what, before we get to him, I'll just say this, man. I am on board the honourable lost train and loving every minute of it. Like, <laughs> same yet to be honest. This is a breath of fresh air compared yeah. to just being a nothing club. Mm. We actually have players to watch, players to look forward to watching, mm. moments in each game that are exciting, competitiveness for half or three quarters of the game. Um, What's changed? A few things. One, Clarko isn't the coach. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of this, this talk. Man. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree all with right. you. Yeah, no, like, okay. All fair play to Rats, but like, come mm. on. Like, this is Clarko's team. Mm. Clarko's vision. Rats, he's not throwing out the rule book, the coaching book after just a few weeks. Let's calm down. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but what has changed is a few things. Number one, our defense actually has some fitness now. So Logan Mackay playing together more. There's a bit more of a structure with what's going on there. Uh, Wardlaw's come in and Taron Thomas. So, two huge parts Taron of Thomas our... Thomas made a big difference, yeah. Mate, both of these kids are coming in and changing the way we play midfield. Mm. I mean, we'll get to it in a second, but the dog's midfield, we know how good it is. That was the difference in the game, just literally just more experienced bodies. We were going toe-to-toe physically as well with them. Um, and then what that's enabled, like the defense getting a bit better... The midfield getting better. The forwards actually having a chance to score. And we our score per inside 50 this week was awesome. Mm, you um, know, the efficiency going forward was way better than usual. And that's that's usually one of the things we're really bad at is actually converting inside 50s and good, you know, moments yeah. of play to goals. So that's a huge positive. 100%, man. Like Zoha is showing a little bit more consistency because he's getting more look at the ball. I mean, mm. Bevo even threw Norton back. He was a bit worried about Larky going off. So... Um, you know, once Leon Jones got injured. So I think overall as a team, we're just looking a lot more balanced um, and the young kids are just having a bit more fun, I think. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's a fun watch. I think we're going to finish second last this year. Yeah. We're going to, we'll see what goes on with uh, Ben Mackay if he leaves or not. Apparently, if he leaves on a big enough deal, we might get first round combo, which will be after our first round pick. Yeah. So really, we sign him or we lose him. It's win-win. It's win-win. Really, so, so I'm not too fast. Yeah. Um, but then next year, I mean, I'm, I'm bullish about what we can do next year. I'm mm. hoping and praying for like a, a Brisbane or a Collingwood rise to glory from bottom four to top six, top four, like mm. some huge, huge jump. Yeah. I, I don't rule that out. Mm. I don't know. I'm not going to rule it out either, man. And we just uh, re-signed Charlie Common today as well. So there's another- Did we? Know, hey, yeah, for another two years. So, you know, that's another, you know, uh, key forward, maybe even key back. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's I'll float that out there that I think he could be a decent key defender, but um, especially with CCJ really staking his claim as a forward. Mm. Um, but we'll see how that goes. We got to talk about the doggies just a, a wee bit, a wee know, bit, a yeah, because they did win the game. Um, Waitman is so annoying to yeah. cop six goals from, man. Yeah, Something about him, man. Like when he scores, like he's a great player. Big respect yeah. to him, but not against my team, man. Like, and you know what's like. like Again, fair play to the kid, but like it was his 50th game as well. It just, it was one of those ones like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up for my 50th. I'm just going to kick a goal from the boundary on a, a banana, you know, just, you know, it's my 50th, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. get out of here, man. He's a big, he's <laughs> like, he's a great small, he's a bit of a point of difference for them. Like, yeah, he hasn't he been playing the whole year, mm-hmm. but when he does play, obviously, he makes a big difference to their team. Because yeah. who else do they have as, small, as a small forward? Good question. Well, Oscar Baker probably. Just runs random in there guys they throw forward. Yeah, but not, not Ast- was a Scott. Scott. Yeah. Anthony, who are these? Anthony Scott. Um, Who's the young guy who's Arthur playing? Jones. Arthur, Arthur Jones. Arthur Jones, yeah. But they're not they're not 
at this caliber. So no. every team, every team that's aspiring to be finals needs a player like Waitman. Mm. So yeah, I think I'm I'm finding interesting is if Norton actually stays in the back line where he looked really good, like he was drafted as a key defender. So if he was to stay there, man, like I think it unlocks just a bit more. Um, it unlocks a bit more to the you know the rest of the team because it means maybe Darcy can play a bit when he comes back from his injury. Mm. Um, I think Bevo I said no at this stage to Norton playing defense full time, but yeah, I mean if Liam Jones is out for a few weeks, he might be forced within games to do it more times. So I wouldn't rule that yeah. out. I'm just gonna have a look. Is there any update on Liam Jones? Uh, fracture to some bone in his arm. I think oh. it's a few weeks at least. Okay. So yeah. maybe maybe Norton will be um, back there. S- speaking of Bevo, right, I was spending some time with my grandparents, right? You know, we're Greek heritage boys, right? And we're trying to figure out who's that Greek guy, who's that Greek football player. I searched up Greek football players. Luke Beveridge was on the list. That's where did this Where did this come from? Where did this come from that he's Greek, man? That but, explains his general grumpiness. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Um, he's got the Greek nose as well. Like it's, it, it, it all makes sense now. But like you know, it's, I, th- I just thought that was interesting that's that hilarious. that popped up. So obviously, it's his mother's side. That's yeah, because beverage isn't a very Greek name. <laughs> Maybe it's short. Beverage Opolo. <laughs> um, no, no, that was a good, good little article you sent us, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, nah, I was like. It was it was wiki, so who knows how legit that is, but we'll we'll, we'll claim it for now. Well, it'd be interesting for someone to add beverages name to the Greek list for no reason. Yeah, like, maybe, you know what? Maybe someone legit thought this guy looks kind of Greek. We'll just add him to that. <laughs> and uh, uh, this hey, is who's completely gonna false. Who, who's going to fact check? You're this not anyway? even going to check it. Man. Ah, what, uh, what, what am I going to do? Find out who his mum is? What, what am I going to do? Might have to invite him on the pod and ask him. In true, true. Ask her um, or Luca. <laughs> Look up beverage. Absolutely. Um, but no, I did want to actually go back to the bot, right? So yeah. North is within a goal in the third quarter, right? And this guy, Marcus Bondabelli, I'm saying his full name, yeah. He's throwing <laughs> That's respect. He's throwing handballs multiple times over his head with two guys tackling him. Like we couldn't have done much more to stop this guy. Yeah, he's a monster. And then like you wonder why Waitman's getting goals because he's getting handed the ball on a platter from the bot, flicking it over his head. Um so it was a bit of a like momentum drainer when you're doing everything right and then just pure class from the opposition just undoes you. And then he kicks like three goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he, I honestly think like you remove Bont from the game and we win it. Like he was yeah. that good. Because the thing is he was winning the clearances like, you know, not, I'm not going to say on his own because Libba had a good game and Trelaw was all right as well. But usually we win the inside game but like and then we lose. This time we lost it. We still lost, but like, you know, it, it shows that he, you know, really compared to the previous, you know, teams that we've been versing, he really elevates a midfield man. Yeah, I did just want to say one last thing as well is the dogs had seventy two inside fifties and North had thirty six. <laughs> a double. So anyone who's giving North as defense a bit of shit, like. They did as well as they possibly could have, all things considered. That's a fair, honestly, that's actually uh, incredible. 72 <laughs> inside 50s is ridiculous. And then when you consider North was in the game the entire time, like hats off to North, mate. Mm. And again, I'll just say as well. well does that thing, just mean that Bulldogs are just stupid? No, I don't think so. I think the North boys mm. uh, I think a good shift. There's probably a little bit of maybe their forward structure is a bit eh. But you can't, if you're facing that much ball, the defense has to be good yeah. to not concede 150 at that at rate. At the very least... You know, you can't blame them. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a pretty decent, you know, little spot to be. You yeah. know, like, you know, can't blame you guys, you know. Imagine facing 72 <laughs> balls flying in 
Come on, man. You're going to concede some goals. I'd mm. love it, mate. My You'd stats would be huge. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. Is, is that another kick in? <laughs> yeah, that's Run out the box, you know. That's uh, 25 kicks from right. Georgie. Absolutely, man. George would love it. The Ge- I reckon if we were to do like our team, Georgie would take kick-ins, I reckon. No, I think 100% I'd be We kid. played footy at the park. There's no way me or you are taking kick-ins, Matt. No, no, no. Georgie's got, he's got a pinpoint. Yeah. Pinpoint kick-ins. Matt is in an under in the contest. And I'm just like the little, um, what's his name for? Geelong. I'm an uncontested player. Who's that Geelong forward, <laughs> yeah. the, the skinny guy? Um, what's his name? Close. Yeah, I'm close. Yeah, he's close. <laughs> You're uh, Georgie's Nick Martin. <laughs> yeah, I'm Nick Martin for mm. sure. There you go. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one more thing. LDU hasn't played for the last month or so. Where mm. is the kid? He's coming back after our bye. Mm. Could have played this week. So just watch this space with North's midfield. Um, but no, that's that's all the games this week, boys. So yeah. shorter week this week, a lot of buys, and mm. next week will be the same. Yeah. So um, before we head on to the tips, I just wanted to ask you guys a question. And I, you know, I told you about this pre-pod, so you can have a little bit of a chance to think about it. But who has surprised you the most this season? And that can be, you know, a good surprise. You know, um, up to you guys. So do you want me to start you guys off? Or yeah, you can start. All right. So the one one that we were talking about earlier was Tim Taranto, right? And him, we knew he was a good player, but he's just elevated his game so much, man. Prolific ball winner, top five or top ten mid now. Um, he's and as, as I was saying earlier, kicked the same amount of goals as his best goal scoring season, but he's doing it from the midfield, and the season hasn't even finished yet. So this dude, he's actually a really you know he's a proper midfielder right now. He was picked to the Andrew McGrath pick one, wasn't yes. he? Yes, yeah. compare the two players now. Oh, <laughs> oh! I'm not sure. One's been kicked out of the midfield. The other one's been put in. Exactly. Yeah. No. I need to look back at the tape of that draft year. But like, how could you possibly project McGrath to be better than Taranto at his size? Well, like, McGrath won Rising Star, dominated the first year. Yeah, that's it's a weird thing because even then, when he win, when he run, when he won the Rising Star, I was kind of like, eh. I didn't think he was that good. Did you mm. think he was that good at that time? I think the hype carried him a bit. It did. It, 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 did. It, it was such an uneventful rising star. He just won and everyone's like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair. The number one pick won the rising star. Yeah. You know? It was an easy call. Yeah. 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 No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I had one, and this might seem a bit obvious, but I don't think anyone expected Nick Dacos in his second year to be this good and this consistent. Nah. No. Nah, nah. Like we knew he was a good player, obviously, very talented, but this kid's going to have Gary Ablett stat lines. I mean, he's already having a few games like it, but 30 touches and a, two goals is like an expectation at this point. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Yeah, and he's he hasn't really had an issue with the tag too much like we were expecting. No. Nope. Like we were thinking he's going to play inside mid and just not, or even wherever he was going to play, he was going to play in the midfield and not get, you know, um, as much touches as you'd expect because of the tag, but it hasn't happened really. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even start him in our supercoach team. How disgusting is Th- that? That shows How that we didn't, we didn't even... <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. The, the so you weren't surprised. <laughs> yeah, you, you liar. You liar on the pod. Well, <laughs> he was... No, but that's the thing though. He was like, oh, should I pick him or shouldn't I? Like, yeah. he wasn't a lock. That's I just right. decided to trust him. Yeah. And then look at what happened. Like, We're like, crazy. nah. He, nah he's he's going to get second year blues. blues. <laughs> he's going to average 85. Oh, now he's yeah. a lock forever for the next 10 years. Absolutely, man. Crazy. You got any Georgie? Um... Look, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Oh, here we go. Zach Butters, mate. Hey. All right. Hey. I know we, we picked obvious ones, but like, I was like, oh, I won't do Zach Butters. I'll do something a bit more original. But then he won the coaches' votes again. He's 13 clear of Dacos. 
Yeah. I, I, we know Zach Butters is good, but are you telling me that at the start of the season you thought Zach Butters was going to be the best player in the comp, leading the coaches' votes pretty much after the bias by 13? Did he get most, No. Did man. he get them all this week as well? Yeah. And that's crazy because he only had like 19 touches, didn't he? Well, he still impact, he still kicked the goal, had like 10 clearances. That's what I mean though. Like even on lower touches, mm. he's getting noticed. High impact player. Right. I think he's winning the Brownlow, man. He's not slowing down. Mm. Port's not... Port's winning games. Yeah, uh, true, true. In a good team, he's best on ground most weeks. You didn't yeah. see him at the start of the season being center point of the midfield and the most dominant player in the comp. There's no way. Nah, nah, no way. That's a fair call, man. Good pick, man. Uh, next one that I've got is uh, Caleb Daniel. Out of nowhere, man. Like he's really... I shouldn't say out of nowhere, but like I didn't expect him to go from, you know, okay player, you know, or he was sort of like... He was never really elite. He was just floating thereabouts right this year he's just been um dividing his time between the midfield and the um defense he's getting cbas at like what 165 centimeters which is probably never happened since the, the 50s or something so yeah he's doing really well um his disposal efficiency as well is elite at 78 percent mm. and you're doing it from the guts not just from half back yeah. that's a huge impact on a team i really noticed it obviously watching them the full game this week and i'm like man someone stop this guy like he just he's clean. He gets the ball. He evades tackles. Like he's a bit of a nightmare matchup. When you've got like Bont in there, one ninety four, and then you've got Daniel one sixty eight. Like you don't know what to do as a midfield. True, it's crazy. Yeah, it's very cool. I think like obviously he's an Australian de- defender, but he's kind of been kind of meh over the last couple of years, and mm. kind of kind of mid of this year just kind of transformed into like the monster that he used to be. So mm. the monster one sixty five centimeter. He's a monster, man. Dude, yeah. He's a monster, man. Yeah, like some of cool. his, like he's getting like close to forty possessions. He's mm. a freak. Yeah. Unreal. Um I've got one more actually. I was gonna pick on Steel and say my bad surprise of the year, but we already had a talk about Jack Steel before. Yeah, we have. We have. Um but Harry Shears, I know obviously being a North fan, mm. I was following the draft as closely as you possibly could. Like I'm streaming uh, you know, the NAB League matches and, and really getting into it. And I did not see this type of player coming. I was expecting like Joshua Charlie, you know, mm. 15 touches, might kick five one game, you know, he will have an impact. But then obviously he's been playing like halfback, midfield. He has games where he goes forward, kicks a few. Like you just look at this kid getting 30 touches and you're not surprised anymore already into his career. And I did not see this coming at all. Yeah, he's, he hasn't played a game where he's like, he every game he's played, he's looked super comfortable. Yeah. Super clean, impact player. Like he hasn't really made any obvious mistakes. Hasn't looked out of it once. I think he might win our best and fairest this year. To be honest, like him, yeah. maybe Nick Larky will be up there. He always, you know, gathers the coaches' votes. But I wouldn't be surprised if he won. He'll be Sid top. Parker. He should be top three. Well, they'll use out a big chunk. Simkin's not been that great. I was going to say they were top two last year, and they've missed yeah. what a month of footy between actually like each. Yeah, I'd say. So, yeah, that's a fair call, man. Sheasel in his first year, best and fairest. That, I'm, I'm happy to see it, to be honest I wouldn't with be surprised, man. He, he would be right up there, top yeah. three, easy. And you know what? I don't even think that would be like – I don't think that would make us look bad either that he's done that, you know, that our first-year player we'll has look done like it. geniuses. <laughs> we would look like geniuses because we, we drafted him and then we got another one in uh, Wardlaw. On that note, actually, yeah. I did just want to say, mm. and I, sh- I was meant to say this the other week, but ever since Wardlaw debuted and I've seen Wardlaw and Sheasel play together – not only do I forgive Jason on Francis, I actually want to fly to Adelaide and give him a hug. 
Like <laughs> me and him, best best friend of the pod, Jason Ward uh, Francis. Jason Ward Francis, friend of the pod. Best. Who best, would have thought? <laughs> what a story arc. Best uh, friend of the pod. You couldn't write arc. this script any better. I know. And we've got another pick, man. We've got. It's going to be like pick eighteen or nineteen hey, or something. Jason, that's fine, mate. It's cool. You are forever a friend of the AFL enjoyers. That is that. Uh, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have to talk about this at some point. But that's probably one of the biggest win-win scenarios. Yeah. Like I, from think a draw, from I think it's definitely win-win, man. Because well, yeah, the guy's, guy's going to be a monster as well. Mm. TB, oh, yeah. yeah, TBD on who North drafts with that pick that we got for him as well. But mm. I would argue our two are better. But yeah, it is a win-win for Port as well. Mm. I think we've got to look at the other teams that are involved in the draft as well and how did they fare. Because so far, GWS, number one pick, Cadman, obviously he's a young guy and he's going to take a bit of time. But we haven't seen the immediate you know, um, impact that the um, – that uh, our guys has made that Horn Francis has made and I think West Coast in that deal ended up with Jimby so mm. they they did alright and they probably got something else as well but I can't really remember what it was we'll do a review at the end of the year of all mm. the trades that happened and free agent pickups and see mm. you know how everything panned out but yeah but so far that trade is, is for two clubs has gone really well oh yeah mm. for sure well that's the last I've got do you guys have another one you want to throw in there um, you mentioned Best and Ferris and I'll go with the Blues and say Adam Chera has surprised me a bit. Okay. Because he's a lock for best and fairest for Carlton at the moment. He's mm. by far been our best midfielder. I mean, he's he was a good player. But I don't know if people really expected him to become this strong of a midfielder. I think he was always seen as like the third to the Sarong Brayshaw. But I, I would I would say that he's right up there with uh, Sarong this year. I think he's been exceptional. So I'm I I'm you're saying most surprised? I didn't expect him to kind of reach this level because I think he's our best midfielder. And that's talking about with Walsh and Cripps in the team as well. So I'm happy with Chero and I think that he's he's winning our best in Ferris this year. So it's a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Good call. Last one, Kieran Briggs. Briggs Kieran yeah. Briggs, man. He's... Uh, his clearances is elite amongst ruck, yeah, ruck players. It's because he takes it out of the ruck and just kicks it, mate. <laughs> That's him, man. He just, yeah, he's just he's so huge, man. Um, another thing was his his yeah, hitouts to advantage percentage, and also his score involvements also above average for rucks. So that's man, that's huge, man. Yeah, no, he's he's been massive. I think he's averaging like one hundred and thirteen. He's super coach, like ranking points wise. Yeah, man. For, for whoever like has six him, games, whoever has him would be. Pretty happy, I reckon. It's funny how you can have all these like flashy rockmen like Tim English, Rowan Marshall getting 20 touches and then you just put this big bloke in there. Just, just It's see. always going to be effective. Yeah, I know. No, no. You can't not be effective when you're that big. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Some, well, I was going to say some good answers there, boys. Yeah. Well done. Thank you for... Uh, for embracing that one. Um, Matt's <laughs> surprise segment of the week is always good. I love it. That's, that's, it it jays me up, man. I love doing it. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Now, let's just quickly do some letter grades for the teams on the buy this week. So, the last buy round, thankfully, Adelaide Crows. Um, Adelaide Crows, as in their, well, their think, grade. What's I their think, grade? For I think the they're an A minus. Uh, yeah, B. B. <laughs> that minus came in a bit late there. Yeah, it? no, I was going to say, no, because I was like, it's, but, it's like B. It's remember, B. Adelaide weren't good last year. Yeah, that's fair call. That's I'll go actually, minus they're eighth. Well. They are eighth. They were, they were not. Like remember, only a couple of years ago they were like a shocking team. Mm. Yeah, you know, we'll give them. I'll, I'll give them an A. I'll give them an A. Nice. Minus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about the pies? Got to be an A plus, right? Yeah, that's it. Mm. Move yeah. on. A move on. Yeah. Bombers. Yeah, they. You got to give them an A, I think, as well. 
Bombers. The sixth. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. That's, yeah. A, that's a plus, man. I thought they were going to be bottom four. <laughs> did we not do this? We had them not, second last. Did we not do these these last week? No, we did oh, okay. last week's bye last week. Uh-huh. We had different uh-huh. teams. Yeah. Okay. Um, The Hawks. Wait, did we not do this? Maybe no, we did. This feels familiar because I feel like I said that. Were they not different team. teams? Let's just go through Let's them now. Let's just keep going. Let's, Let's just, just go through going. them now, you know, just in case we didn't. But I'm sure I said Essendon. I said that thing about Essendon, the same thing Because we said week. then the Hawks like, oh, recent form, I'll give him this. Yeah, no, you're right. No, we've already done <laughs> this. But thanks. Thank you, Dino, for, you know, making sure we cover all bases. Hang on. Good to know oh, you know why? No, sorry. I was in the wrong round. Oh, uh, so come again, on, man. So come your on. port notes were from last week. No, no, week here we go. Carlton. 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 Carlton's on the bye. Oh, uh, that's, that's like a D. That makes more sense. D minus. I think as low as you can get. Yeah. It's not an F. Oh, is it an F? It's yeah. an F. It's a fail. It's yeah. a D. It's a D at least. I'm going to give him a D. I'll give him an F plus. F plus. <laughs> I'll give him F minus. Yeah, D. All right. North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Um, C. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a C plus purely because, you know, even though it's been bad, we've turned it around a little bit and I feel really confident with the young guys that we have. I'll, I'll join you on the C plus. Mm. Wait, did you say... Yeah, C plus. C plus, yeah. I'll, I'll join you on that. Mm. Uh, Port Adelaide, A plus. Yep, absolutely. Tigers. Ugh. Well, they've come their ninth at the moment. Mm. It's not terrible. I'll st- I'm still going to go C plus. I'm underwhelmed. Yeah, I'll give him a B. Fair minus. enough. B. <laughs> I'll give him a B minus as well. <laughs> Just lay with the minus, George. <laughs> <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> um, oh. Doggies. Doggies. They're actually doing pretty good this year. A minus for them. Nah, Actually no, whoa, whoa! Nah, come on, man. I just looked at them. All. I thought that I thought they were doing nah. better. Nah, nah, B. they're gonna get a they can't get a minus B B. <laughs> they got a B. For I'll me. go B as well. Um, and then we've got the last one, the Giants. Indifferent team. Uh, that's, that's that's yeah. It's like C minus. How you meant to write these guys? I'll go C for the Giants. Yeah, C. Yeah. New coach. Yeah. I'll give them some benefit. C minus. Yeah, I want I want some more from them. Okay. Um, last buy round. So round 15, Thursday night footy here again. The Cats hosting the D's at GMHBA. Oh, that's an interesting game. Uh, I'm going to go Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. I'll go Melbourne. Dangerfield's out as well. Mm. And Oliver should uh, be back. Oliver should be back. Yeah. They've got enough. Uh, the Saints are hosting the Lions at Marvel on Friday night. It's another interesting I'm game. Be- Saints. Oh, purely for the Marvel factor. I'm, I'm going to go, join you. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go on my own with Brizzy then, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think Brisbane away from home. We've seen it enough times. Fair enough. We've seen this story before. We've seen this story before. Um, man. I think Dunkley best on in a loss. That's just yeah. He's yeah. always best on regardless. Yeah, yeah, true, <laughs> true. He's, he's the king of Marvel, mate. The king of the king of Marvel. You thought you were gonna He's Cam Zerha, mate. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> uh. Um. Swans hosting the Eagles at the SCG. Just move on. Bro. It's got to be the Swans. Yep. Imagine they lost that. Yeah. Oh. That'd be exceptional. But. And they're going to have a... But at the SCG, man. Longmire will pull whatever hair is left out of his head if they <laughs> lose that game, bro. They can't lose that game. It's, like, <laughs> it's gonna, not possible. He's going to have to get a little bit trimmer. He's <laughs> like, oh, this has got to come out. Can't have it. Oh, I'd love it if they did, but... Nah. Yeah, no, nah, not nah. happening. Pops, nah. uh, and the Dockers... Are hosting the Bombers at Optus Stadium. I can't tip against the Bombers, man. They're playing good I'm footy. Good Dockers, man. They've got to respond from whatever the hell that was. They do need to respond. Come on, man. They, that was not a football game. I think they do need to respond, but they'll still lose. But at home? Yeah, I think they'll lose by just a couple goals. 
Essendon, they're not a bad side, man. They're, they're sixth right now. They're, they're yeah. I reckon Dockers. Yeah. Two meter Peter. Who's going to stop him, man? Alex exactly. Pierce. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Two meter Peter. Yeah. Two meter Peter versus 192 Alex Pierce. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> 192. <laughs> 189. <laughs> Alex Pierce. Nah, he's, he's Alex Pierce. Oh, no, you got Brennan Cox. Yeah. No, no, Alex Pierce is taller than that. No one. one's matching up on two meter, man. No, he's two meter, yeah. He's two meter. Yeah. Um, the Pies are hosting the Crows at the MCG. Yeah, Pies, Pies, Pies yeah, they, they the Pies won at Adelaide Oval. They're not going to win at MCG. I'd yeah. love for the Crows to prove that they're a good team, like a genuine top eight team, but there's every chance they lose this game and then they fall out of the eight. So, mm. rough for them, but I think <clears throat> that's probably what's going to happen. And then the Suns are hosting the Hawks. At Heritage Bank Stadium. Yeah, that's their home ground. Is that? Oh, that is not Metricon. Yeah, Metricon got bought out, didn't it? Oh, it are they not a bank anymore? Well, they're back oh, that, No, Metricon make Metricon's, houses. Yeah, they're um, the home. Con- construction, yeah. Yeah, and there's no construction nowadays. They're all folding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an interesting one, though. I mean, the Hawks can beat. No, they won't win at home. Beat they them. won't win at home. Um, uh, it's, too, it's, too, it's too humid, bro. Yeah, you know no. what? Gold Coast because of the humidity. <laughs> I have to go with them because of the humidity. You know what? Yeah, and Sicily's out, right? So Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go to the Suns. That's so good that... Oh, so three matches, right? That means Carlton is going to verse Hawks without Sicily. Free win, baby. Free win. Oh, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Set, settle down there, man. Settle Free down, win. man. Um, cool, boys. I think that is it for today. Now, I did just want to say we're on 96 subs at time of recording. Bo McCreary is stretching as we speak because he will race George. George will race Bo McCreary. When we hit 100 <laughs> subs. I've been running recently. There Ooh, you go. My, my hammies are so tight, man. I know we said it, but they're so tight. You just need to run 100 Stop meters. Ex- no more excuses, They're bro. so tight. I've had enough. Two hour subs, unsubscribe, man. I'm not going <laughs> to beat him, this guy. Don't listen to him. Please don't. Unsubscribe. Please bro. don't listen to him. All right, it's just, you need to get through 100 meters. We're not asking for much. 100, 100 meters, meters <laughs> against Bowman. He's so much faster than me. Like, God did not create everyone equal. It's going to be obvious with me and Bowman Curry. I think you're selling yourself short. He's going he's to lap me. Um, have you not seen our, have you yeah. not seen our intro video mate those jets are unmatched yeah Georgie's right? jets are huge man so anyway if yeah. you haven't subbed already please give us a sub so we can hit 100 and Bo and George can go at it one on one in a race 100 meters um, but otherwise yeah thank you very much for listening and watching the socials are on the screen just follow us and like us on all of those and we'll catch you on the next one thank you thank See you guys mate <laughs>